London, 1978. Steve Drayton had always been confident that Madeline would return to him, but on this particular night he had no inkling that she was about to make a surprise entrance. Alice Mulligan knew, though, and had done everything in her power to dissuade Madeline from coming back to a man who had proved time and time again that he could make her life a misery. But her young friend was utterly besotted with Steve Drayton, their boss, Steve Drayton had never accepted any of the blame for the couple's rows. Turning to Alice, the manageress of his club off Soho Square, Steve murmured, If I find out she's left me for another bloke, I swear to God she'll live to regret it. He stared at the little Irish woman suspiciously. You know something about this, don't you? Where is she? Is she with another man? Is that why you're afraid to tell me? Answer me, woman! He hissed. Where is she? Well, now, you'd best ask her that yourself, hadn't you? You being the big boss man. Small in stature, but big in courage, Alice was not one to be intimidated by the likes of Steve Drayton. Don't you get clever with me, he growled. No one's indispensable. With a flick of her head, Alice gestured to the door. She's here now. So, like I said, you can ask her yourself, can't you? The open street door sent a rush of cool air through the smoke-filled haze of the nightclub. Curious, he glanced up, and there she was, the songbird, star of the show, his woman. Though secretly relieved to see her, Steve was inwardly seething with anger, vowing that he would make the bitch pay for humiliating him. But he was cunning enough not to show his feelings here in front of all these adoring people. In the three weeks or so since Maddie had gone on the trot, his takings had dipped to an uncomfortable level. Steve had recruited other entertainers, but they were no substitute for Madeline. She had a certain special something. The punters came back to hear her time and again. They called her Songbird. Despite himself, Steve felt his pulse quicken. Of petite build and with a certain quiet beauty, she wended her way between the clients, acknowledging their greetings with a ready smile and a friendly word, occasionally accepting a kiss on the cheek. Steve Drayton's hungry eyes followed her every step of the way. With her mass of rich chestnut hair tumbling to her shoulders and that lazy, swaying walk which had first attracted him to her, she could turn any man's head. She was uniquely talented, yet Madeline did not seem to realise just how good she was. Up there on the stage, when the music filled the room and her voice cut to their hearts, she was magnificent. When the music had died down and her voice was still, she became shy and hesitant, almost naive in her trust of others. She had fallen under Steve's spell after auditioning for the club two years ago, had found herself in her new employer's bed by that first nightfall. Now, as she stopped to chat with a regular, Steve stared at her and felt the familiar arousal though it still rankled the fact that she'd walked out on him without even a phone call to let him know what was going on. No woman had ever done that to him before. He turned to Alice. I knew she wouldn't be able to stay away for long. Didn't I tell you she'd be back? Maybe so, but she's a damned fool, so she is. A woman of some fifty years, Alice had lovely skin and a slim figure that looked good in her smart business suit. When you said she'd be back, I hoped you might be wrong. 
she sighed. Ah, but here she is, and may God and all his saints help her. In truth, Alice was not at all surprised to see the younger woman here tonight, because it was not the first time today that Maddy had walked through these doors. If only Maddy could see through this bully. All I can say is she must be a devil for punishment. God, when I think of the way you treat her... Alice tossed her head. She can't do without me, he declared smugly. In fact, I haven't yet decided whether I'll have her back or not. Oh, but you will, me boy oh. Alice had no doubts about that. Because without her, the punters would soon stop coming and you'd be broken like a twig underfoot. Yeah, you're a bad bugger, only she can't see it. She had no liking for this man who provided her wages, though she earned every penny twice over. While Steve Drayton valued and respected her, she could never respect him. He reminded her too much of her own cheating husband, Eamon. It was five years now since she'd walked out on him, and good riddance to the man. Childless, she'd taken young Maddie to her heart, and loved the girl as her own blood. Steve might love her, and he might not, Alice could not be sure, but it was a strange, destructive love. I do love her, Steve said, answering her unspoken question. Thought of losing her sends me wild, then I hit her out and hurt her. Last time we had a set to, she took a terrible beating, and all for something and nothing. A fellow at the club put his arm round her as she walked out, and as usual, I laid the blame on her. He sighed self indulgently, and straightening his shoulders beneath the beautiful cloth of his German street suit, Steve drew himself up to his considerable height. She always comes running back. It only goes to prove how bad she wants me. Why don't you marry her? He laughed. Ha! I never marry my women. Can't trust a single one of them. My old mother taught me that, a poxy tart. God knows who my father was. She had more men than you've got spuds in Ireland, love. Nah, there's no woman alive will get me shackled to her. Women are good for one thing only. Swinging round to face Alice, his mood suddenly darkened. I think it's time you got back to work, he hissed. Before I get to thinking, I might be better off with somebody who doesn't ask so many questions. Bloody women, it's nothing but yap, yap, yap. Still weaving a path through the dining tables, Madeline moved on towards her tormentor, the man she could neither live with nor without. She loved him, she hated him. And now, as she glanced at him across the room, she wanted him as much as ever. Not overly handsome, Steve Drayton was a big man, fit and toned, with an aura of power about him that was very sexy, and a certain kind of look from his narrow hazel-coloured eyes that could turn Maddie's blood to water. There was always that niggling doubt that he might throw her aside, that he would find someone else younger than her thirty years, and she would have no part in his life. In her heart she knew that might well be for the best, but she hoped it would never happen. Now, though, she had something to tell him, something that might seal their future together once and for all. So, here you are at last, eh? Took you long enough to make your way back, didn't it? He said in the softest tone that made her shudder. You needed to punish me, was that it? He traced her jawline with his finger. That's not true, Stephen, you know it, she whispered. So why don't you tell me what the truth is, then? He stepped closer. Where have you been hiding? Got a bit on the side, is that it? 
Will you leave her be? Alice quickly intervened. Go easy on her, for heaven's sakes, she urged. There's a million and one eyes trained on yous. The regulars called out now. Come on, Madeline, we've missed you. Get up and strut your stuff. The clapping rose to a deafening crescendo. We want Songbird! We want Songbird! All right, all right. Laughing, she gestured towards the stage. I'm on my way. As she turned from him, Steve caught her by the arm. Surely you're not thinking of performing tonight. You've only just walked in, damn it. We need to go somewhere we can talk. Although he had other things on his mind than talk. You want to rehearse, decide the songs. Besides, we've already booked a comedian for tonight. He's been cancelled, Alice interrupted. Cancelled? Steve swung round to face her. Who the hell cancelled him? I did, and if you want to make something of it, I'm ready. Diffusing the situation, Madeline told him hastily, It's not Alice's fault, it was me. I arranged it all, and now the boys are backstage, ready when I am. She smiled. I haven't just walked in. I was here this afternoon while you were at the races. Me, Dave and Dino rehearsed all afternoon. I asked them not to let on. I, we all thought it would be a nice surprise for you. She peeped at him from her soft, dark eyes. It's all right, isn't it, Steve? He studied her a moment, wanting to hit her, aching to love her. You're a witch. The sound of hand clapping and foot stamping was deafening. Oh, your fans are getting restless. You best go. But don't think you've got the better of me. I can take you or break you.